0: Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Look, any idiot can make a podcast. I am proof of that. Check out Anchor and find out more. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjohnners.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. And I am joined on this edition. If you're listening to this in, in order, uh, we listened, I had Mikey Divine on last episode, and now I've got his Casino Brutal tag team partner on the show. It's Robbie Romero. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm very aware that, that your name's Rabu Romero, but with my Scottish accent, I don't know if it's just Tuchternis from the, up the north of Scotland, it just sounds like I'm just garbling your name, so I apologise in advance for saying uh, your name. <laughs> it's like Carl. It's just words that the accent does not allow to say.
1: I, I have to explain the Rabu a lot. People don't don't get it a lot of the time, so that's, that's fine. It's all good. That's all
0: right. Is there any particular reason behind there? I mean, the first question is always, how would you get into wrestling? But I'm, I'm we're going uh, off piece already, but was what's the story behind
1: the name? Uh well this was um we did a training session there sound one night. We were just uh messing about and then I started a match by doing like the leg dives that Sabu used to do at the start of matches where he'd just fling himself at people. And uh, I think it was actually Eddie Castle, as he is now, to get the name right, um, was, was laughing at this and whatever and went, Oh Sabu, and I went, Oh no, I just on the fire. Oh no. Rabu because my name's Robert and uh, afterwards Wolfgang said to me he's like you should actually use that as a name Um, I considered just using it by itself and then I felt like nah I want that like that alliteration that that Marvel kind of feel to it you know and uh, I looked for a bunch of R second names in Romero um, because of Rito Romero George Romero and stuff seemed to have significance so that's how it came together.
0: Nice uh, so yeah the Marvel stuff You've you've piqued my interest already. We'll speak of people probably get onto Marvel stuff in the future, but I'll get the first question in the boring one, the the standard bog standard wrestler podcast question. What got you into pro wrestling? What was the what was the moment or
1: match that got you hooked into it? Uh, I can't even remember why I started watching wrestling, but I remember I think it was just on Sky Sports one time, and it was coming up to SummerSlam 2000. I remember, and it was the whole storyline with Kurt Angle, Triple H, and The Rock. Um and I I, I don't know what I, I caught a random episode I remember as well seeing a clip I think it was from Fully Loaded would have been the pre, the pay per view previously when Rikishi did the dive onto Val Venus and remember being like yeah what <laughs> that's awesome um and then I kind of picked it up from there and tried to keep up with etc um and I've pretty much just been yeah a wrestling fan since then so uh, Jesus twenty years that's yeah, i, I yeah. often
0: I often think of that i i watched since about ninety nine two thousand around about the same time and it, when when you think about it oh it was only ten years ago i know oh, it's it's over twenty now that i've been i've been watching this nonsense <laughs> this massive panto and, and <laughs> manly <laughs> panto that's what we can call it uh so it's oh two thousands a great time to get into, because of course that was the channel four stuff as well so I don't know if you if you're watching oh, heat and
1: I, and i remember them. I remember really specifically um, being on holiday with my family and being absolutely determined that I'd be able to watch Invasion, which was on Channel 4. I remember really specifically, I don't think I've ever been so hyped for a pay-per-view before, but yeah, no, the, the Channel 4 stuff, you yeah, used to have the Royal Rumble and stuff on it, yeah.
0: Yeah, the Royal Rumble, I remember uh, for years I had uh, a friend, or I'd tape him off, off uh, Channel 4, but usually my mate would do the taping and because we all defend who had box, who would, whose parents would get box office. So you'd tape them and I would get the, the tape a couple of days later. And I'd never seen the whole of Armageddon because when he taped it, his dad had switched to Sky Sports to see the football results before um Raven versus Perry Saturn, I think it was. So oh. I saw the build up to that. And then I saw the football scores and then I saw the match after it. And for years, I just never bothered to watch Armageddon 2000 again because, you know, it's Raven versus Perry Saturn. It's not going to be the most exciting match in the world in WWF. And uh, I watched it only a couple of months ago. I was like, ah, oh, forgot that match happened because I never saw it until... At,
1: at least it was Raven Perry Saturn and not, like, as Taker was about to push Rikishi off the cell or something, it cut to the football school. I was like...
0: So I push him off and I'll see Oldham or whatever. <laughs>
1: Oldham, <laughs> again, great, cool, the news. I really wanted to.
0: Um oh yeah but no that that, that time that seems to be a, a a big time for for a lot of British wrestling fans and that are Scottish and everywhere, and everywhere in this this island um the channel four run of of shows seems to have grabbed a lot of people in uh, who are your favorites that you remember growing up then? I, it could be as weird as wonderful as Val Venus or just about your standard rocks and what have you
1: strangely enough, in fact, thinking about this I think I think my my first favorite wrestler. I don't know why it was Road Dog. And I have, I honestly can't tell you why. But I remember being really annoyed that X Pack beat him at SummerSlam 2000 in a match that meant nothing. But for some reason, I was just really annoyed about it. And then he, I think he pretty much disappeared from WWE after that, I remember. So I think he met at TNA not long after that. Um, so, I think yeah, he but, may but,
0: have had his run with, with K Quick. In,
1: in yeah, yeah, getting, get, getting rowdy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but for some reason, just uh, I really liked Road Dog. I don't really understand why. Um, but yeah, then we moved on, to obviously, like Austin. I was always a big fan of Kane, particularly because like, that would have been the first Royal Rumble I would have watched in 2001. Obviously, Kane's performance yeah. in that. Um, and putting Taz up on the top rope and knocking him off never gets any less funny every time I see it, which is, which is great. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think who else would have been. Just off saw your big names and stuff, so it was a big Kurt Angle mark and stuff at the time. Yeah, and it was a great time for wrestling in general, like so many top guys at once.
0: Yeah, I never really took it in at the time until till going back watching it. That Taz's music never finished. That he was, <laughs> that he was, he was. On, I think it was a. Uh, for years, I never, I never pay attention. Then OSW Review did an episode on it and pointed out that yeah, the the music never ended. He, he'd he'd went onto the turnbuckle as it was still going, and he was <laughs> as it was still going. Uh but oh that rumble, is, that's honestly when people ask what what your favourite rumble is every year it comes around around right about January the polls go out. What's your favourite? Ninety two obviously goes up as a as a big favourite, but yeah. nah 2001, That's it had the hardcore bit, it had Kane, it had the honky tonk man, it had Drew Carey, it had uh, the Hardees colliding for for a minute. The
1: best rumble. Had uh had Haku coming in. Of course. I, yeah. I, I remember really specifically rewatching it. And I think it's Jerry Lawler goes, oh, well, if anybody can eliminate The Undertaker, it's Haku. Said, yep, yep, Jerry, you've, you've called it right down the middle here. That's exactly what's going to happen. Haku is going to throw The Undertaker out of this Royal Rumble. Come on, Jerry, you're better than this. Um, What is your favourite elimination of all time, though? I think that's a more specific question that doesn't get asked as much.
0: You're right, it doesn't. Um, From, from that particular Rumble, it's Rikishi getting low-blowed and pushed out by The Rock. Uh, But Paul London, 2005... <laughs> That's pretty high up on oh, the yeah. elimination bar uh, by Snitsky. Yeah. Uh, I like Maven eliminating Undertaker in two thousand and two, just because it was just mental. Yeah, and uh,
1: then getting his head put through the popcorn machine. That, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: good, good times. And <laughs> uh, just just
1: just for like just because it was
0: amazing as well. Uh, Drew putting out Brock. in twenty twenty. Yes,
1: after the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Any favorites? Yours. Um, Sergeant Slaughter getting eliminated in 1992, where he takes an insane, like, he runs, I think he gets pa- bypassed, and then he just goes straight. It's like he tries to do, like, a ricochet dive. It just goes right over the turnbuckle, hits the turnbuckle and falls out. I don't think I've seen anybody else ever do that, but it's just, it's just incredible to watch because the size of Sergeant Slaughter as well. Um Obviously, the, the Taz one with Kane, always sure. funny. Um, Sabu getting eliminated by, I think, th- would it have been Kane? And think 2000? it was, yeah, he came out, set up the table, got in and got chokeslammed back outside. Uh, and probably Nakamura eliminating Reigns as well, because I, I didn't think Nakamura was winning that rumble. So that was that was a good moment.
0: And a special mention to Macho Man getting eliminated by Yokozuna in 93. And he, he did the elbow drop and then did the pin.
1: And <laughs> he got lifted out and that was it. Done. By, uh, 92 and Macho Man eliminated himself. And they tried to kind of cover like... Oh, in fact, in fact, oh, God, Cali eliminated himself as well, didn't he? Was that was that in a Royal Rumble? Or was, was I think it was a Battle Royal on Raw.
0: I think it was a Battle Royal. Cali uh, yeah. got eliminated one yeah. year by by Beth Phoenix kissing him.
1: Yep, yep, pulled him over. Yeah, Oh, yeah, that was, was great. <laughs> I,
0: love, I love the Rumble. It's it's <laughs> every every January comes round, the Rumble advert hits, and that's when I'm just on the network or just I'm watching every Rumble. I'm watching them all again because they're just the best. Yeah. Uh, it's the best event of the year. I mean, when this was well, as we're recording next this weekend it's supposed to be Survivor Series, and um, I can't remember when the last Survivor Series where I was like so hyped to watch it, like yeah, of the teams and all that. It's yeah, maybe two thousand one actually.
1: I think the last time I was really invested, in it probably would have been two thousand and five when they actually did brand warfare correctly. Oh, yeah, they it, they were invading each other's shows and stuff. I guess even. <sighs> Would it have been like maybe five or so years ago when they had like they invaded Raw. I'm trying to remember. But like Kurt Angles, the GM at the time, if I remember, because then they kind of fired back at the whole thing. But even yeah, it's just this week this year's been really poor. But the was uh, I
0: think that was even two I was when Becky got her, her face uh, smashed in by Naya. I think that was only about yeah, four yeah, years yeah. ago, something like that. And it's yeah, three or four and then yeah, it's 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 been it's been weird. It's, it's I don't know. I don't know if we're just getting too old for WWE stuff, but I still enjoy it. I will still watch it. That's just how it is. I've I've watched yeah, it for. I, I don't. It's like Stockholm syndrome at this point. <laughs> I've watched it for twenty years, and I'll still watch it. Uh, especially, for, especially for
1: the rumble. No, no matter how like detached I'm from whatever storylines WWE are doing at the time, the Rumble's always great, regardless. Um, so that's that's always good to get hyped up about. Apart from maybe two thousand and. 10. Charlie Vice really hates um the Royal Rumble 2010. You should you should ask him about that if you ever have one. Uh who on had yeah. that one again? Is it is it edge? edge one, yes, yeah, yeah, the edge one, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because uh, like half of the people in it are like basically jobbers. There's like no big stars in it pretty much. And then yeah, just that's just that. That's just stuck in my head because I've never had heard anybody have such a visceral reaction to such a nothing Royal Rumble as the Royal Rumble 2010.
0: But uh, yeah, uh, I, I like that one. Now, now it's popping into my head um, because oh, that had the Kali uh, eliminated by a kiss, and had the CM Punk bit at the start where he eliminated everyone and started a sermon. and know Charlie advice <laughs> is wrong. 2010 was a very serviceable Rumble, <laughs> and then, then Edge came back way too early and looked very not Edge like. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, I mean, if if I could look like that after after an injury, I'd be quite happy, to be perfectly honest. Uh, at the end of the day, um, right? So this is yeah, we've we've went off course so quickly yeah, in this, that's uh, but that's season. that's absolutely fine. I'll I'll speak about wrestling to anyone uh, for hours. Anyway, um, that's why I've got a podcast. So yeah, so early favorites, you said Road Dog, and then obviously your, your Steve Austin, what have you? Did you ever have a break in between? Did was there ever a point where you, where it became uh, too cool to like wrestling?
1: I wouldn't say it was too cool but I did have a break for maybe like I don't know about a year or so, probably about like two, early 2004-ish early 2005, something like that I kind of came back into it around the times of that, that Survivor Series 2005 was kind of going on um, and then that led, they had the Elimination Chamber at New Year's Revolution, I remember, that was really good um, when Carly Owen Masters were like the last 2 with Cena. And then they turned on each other, and Cena rolled him up, and I was I was so annoyed. I hadn't even really seen that much of John Cena at that point, but yeah, so it was going to be for a while, Oh dear.
0: I always had the opinion of Cena. I I like I'd have no issues with John Cena at all as a wrestler. He's 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 our he's he's uh, our generation's Hulk Hogan, um, for yeah. for what I'm a better term. But there was a, a couple of years where I got really annoyed where he changed his uh, like thuganomics things like that, <laughs> and then started doing the OK symbol, and I thought, yeah. nah, you've sold out, Cena. That's it. I'm done with you. That's just too far.
1: You've taken too far. Yeah, uh, the weird, like cosplaying as a marine thing for a while as well. That kind of went on for some reason. Um, as far as I know, Johnson has never been in any of the armed forces. But you know, uh, sure. Uh, but no, I, yeah, like yeah, there, there was a couple of years where it was like, especially when it was before the network, and it was like 14.95 for a pay per view and stuff. And it'd be like, cool, right? I'm gonna pay my money to get to the end. Great. Okay, I've just paid 14.95 to watch. John Cena win again. This is uh, this is thrilling stuff.
0: It's, it's that time. I remember my dad told a story years ago, about years ago. They, they bought, um, when he was younger, all his mates bought a boxing fight. It was a Tyson fight. And they paid, uh, they put their mind together, for whatever it was, £14 to, to purchase it. And then the main event was Tyson knocked out whoever he was against in the first round. So they'd paid 14 quid to see a Tyson fight. And that was it. It was done. It's over in like seconds. You know, I feel like I, but that would be kind of the same. It's like, oh, you know who's gonna win at the end. Um, so but- the
1: the wrestling equivalent of that for me was the wrestle many with Daniel Bryan getting beaten in 18 seconds. Because I was such a fan of Daniel Bryan at the time. 1495, first match. Here we go, bang. And then like, are you Vince, are you kidding me, man? Come on. Like Flo Rider had more time on that show than Daniel Bryan. It was uh oh dear. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a low point. Was that 2012? Uh, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, 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 because Seamus won the Rumble, yeah.
0: I've, I've never been so glad that my folks just re- flat out refused to pay $14.95 at box office, and my mate did. So I, so I got the tape instead, and then about years later, he'd stopped watching it, and he still had these these 30 tapes. And I went, I'll give you, I'll give you 30 quid for all of them. They went, yeah, all right. So like, well, there you go. I saved my money there. That's <laughs> got 30 wrestling tapes for a pound each, as supposed to paying 15 quid a go. Yeah, that would have been
1: Um, two pay-per-views instead of 30 tapes.
0: Exactly. And then the the network came along, and now I've got uh, a bunch. I've got 30 tapes. And and among other 300-odd DVDs and VHS is just gathering dust, because what's the point? I've got the network.
1: Yeah, I've 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 got a bunch of like, wrestling, like, compilation, or, like, you know, like, Ric Flair, Bret Hart, whatever and they just sit there, because it's, like, all the matches are on the network anyway, so... Yeah. yeah,
0: they're they're currently in my parents' loft because every time I even suggest taking them into the into the, the house, they're just like my wife's just like, no, you've so much shit in this house already, <laughs> as you can see from my background. That no, you do not need <laughs> you do not need a, um, like three four boxes of, of wrestling DVDs and videos to to go in with it. Like, oh, they're, they're mine. They should be in my house. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a, every time she brings up an extension. Like we'll get an extension. We'll make the bedroom bigger. I'm like, That's great. I've a room for all my DVDs, and then <laughs> no, maybe not. We, we, we might not do the extension yet. Then, um, so yeah. So you had a little bit of a break at that point, and and came back to it for for that five series, which I think I may end up watching uh, this week because I I forgot how how you, how into the brand warfare it was well, at man, that it, point. It,
1: it stands up, man, especially the ending. Just for Orton's Space when when Taylor comes back, just
0: yeah that's yeah that's definitely getting watched um <laughs> so how did you go from from just watch did you were you aware of scottish wrestling before you actually pursued training uh, or
1: anything like that yes, well, I, I went to i went to a couple of icw shows and like maybe i think it would have been like 2013 2014 i think one of the first ones was when rhino was there i seem to remember it being in like the abc um in fact, I think, it was the, I think it was the one that it was Jester won the title. I think that was the first one I went to. So I went was, a couple of,
0: Dave's went, Not Here, Man,
1: was it? I think it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it had been around the point as well when david dropped in for, like, two shows or whatever. That had been, like, maybe two shows after that or something. Um, but, yeah, so I'd been to a couple of those or whatever. But I never really thought it was a, a viable thing to do. Um, it wasn't until the end of 2015, start of 2016, uh, I actually started training for Tough Mudder, and uh, it got to about the middle of the year. I did Tough Mudder, and then I was like, I'm actually quite in quite good shape. Like, um, I wonder if I could actually get wrestling. I go, wonder if it's actually something like even just you know to see what it was like or whatever. Um, literally typed in you know like Glasgow wrestling or whatever. The very first thing that came up, Glasgow Pro Wrestling Asylum. There's an intake in like two weeks, so I was like, great, I'll I'll, I'll jump in for that and see how it is. And yeah, no, I just loved it ever since. It's been great.
0: So I, I, I may ask a lot of people from GPWA when I speak to them. When when you go to ISW beforehand and you see Jester, uh, in your case you would have just been bleeding everywhere at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then you see guys like BT Gun and what have you and Wolfgang, and then you sign up for GPWA and you get to see these guys like in real life. Um, was was there any like a trepidation, like going, "Oh God, just, what you, are what are you going to teach me how to how to swing barbed wire bats or, or anything like that"? Was <laughs> what was your first? What was your first thing yeah, to do?
1: Like well, they um they, they make it pretty clear because there's all, there's some there's some people who go in and expect to be doing like promos and stuff in like, the first weeks, but like they 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 had it all set up so it was like cool, you've got eight weeks to do you're just doing like forward rolls, your basic bumps, like just basically can you do this without being a danger to yourself and everyone else around you? And then we'll kind of really teach you to wrestle. Um yeah, so they, they make it pretty clear what you're getting into uh from the beginning. Uh, there's there's quite a lot, uh, there's been quite a few times I've heard about people dropping out almost immediately because of like, when we go in, uh, it'd be like, cool, do 10 squats for everybody there. So you normally have a class about like, it started off with 25 people and then it would dwindle. Um, But so you'd end up like doing like 250 squats just to start and you'd see people kind of going like, God, I didn't know being a wrestler meant you had to like exert yourself like, this isn't for me. And it's like, what what did you expect? But yes, so no no bar wire bat worry. Fortunately, although it was a little bit surreal to see um, guys obviously you've seen on shows and stuff just teaching you how to do a lockup and stuff like that. The first time that I met um, Wolfie, I didn't actually realise that it was him because he was wearing he likes to wear like a bandana and a buff, so like he was like the other end of the room, and I can't really even remember what he was saying or whatever. But it wasn't until later on that I was like, oh, that's Wolfgang. All right, okay, okay, right, okay. Now I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you
0: have a character in mind then when you came? Because I have heard stories, uh, not from GPWA but elsewhere, of uh, guys that come to training that have done a bit of backyarding. They've they've had their trampoline kitted out, and they come in with a character and a promo and a name, and a, and I already have their gear, which is probably jeans and cowboy boots or something. You know, um, <laughs> did you ever have a, a character in mind growing up, or did you do anything like e fedding?
1: Uh no, nothing, nothing like that. When I when I first. Started at GPWA, I was what's that I still do? But I was really into Japanese wrestling and stuff. I love anime and whatever. And it's like, oh, I wonder if I could do like something along those lines. Um, obviously it never, you know, ended up panning out and stuff. But uh, yeah, that was that was the kind of angle to do. I was like, oh man, I could I could do like a character like the Great Muta or something, or I could do like this or that. But yeah, no, just um, not the most relatable characters, or I'm um, not really ideal for uh, connecting with a. Uh, a feel like family audience or whatever, so yeah, probably glad that that went by the wayside. To be honest,
0: so so you said the two hundred fifty squats, which my knees just hurt. The the mere <laughs> sound of that. Um, so, so you say you are kind of you thought you were fit enough to do it. Two hundred fifty squats later, um, what was what was the the first hurdle you had to have? Was it um, getting your your footwork right? Was it the ropes? Was it hitting the mat? What was your kind of first? Um, uh,
1: there, there wasn't anything particularly, you know, like the the basic stuff is obviously just different types of rules. Um, well, they're not they're not expecting anything too much from me in the first eight weeks. However, again, it's just to make sure that you're not like, well, there were, there were a lot of people who come in and couldn't do a forward roll and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, you're probably, this probably isn't for you. Um, I don't know what, it wasn't until we started to get into more stuff after the initial eight weeks, like doing like basic sequences and learning more moves, like hip tosses, arm drags, et cetera. That, that's more when you start to kind of the, the difficulty starts to ramp up a little bit. Um, some people take it really really naturally with you know kind of every move. Sometimes there's just um, moves that certain people just seem to have a thing in their head about, and they they, they really need to work at it. So,
0: so nothing too too taxing that you found uh, in your initial initial start oh, yeah. anyway.
1: No no not 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 in the initial starting period. No, um, it's it's more when you get to the point of you know you start to have matches and training and stuff, and then you realise that you're in the ring and you've got to try and think about a hundred different things at once. And you've got to think about, you know, pacing, sailing, like your positioning, like you say your footwork, all that kind of stuff. And then making everything look crisp, make sure your strikes are good, etc. But still like do character work, still, you know, make yourself consistent. Remember what the next spot is, make sure that the other guy knows what the next spot is, etc. Um, so yeah, that's that's more when it starts to, to all kind of come together.
0: Yeah, I uh, was again much like the squats, just the mere signs that my brain's already kind of scrambled, just thinking. I'd i rather just want to get out and make sure that I'm alive at the end of it. <laughs> but then you got to remember, like you say, all these things about and and because we'll, we'll get on to, to your actual matches, but because um, you're a tag team wrestler as well, there's a there's less a little bit less physical, but that means there's a whole lot more mental that you got to think of as well. And it's just yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, uh, mind boggling. But before <laughs> before you actually wrestled though. Or before you made your debut, I think, uh, you think you made up. You made an appearance in ICW uh, as as a referee. I did. I so did. Too. Because of things that happened last year, we have to be very careful with names as we're going <laughs> along. This, but we'll try our best. Uh, there was a, a false count anywhere match uh, between, including Joe Hendry. Uh, yeah, no, that, was... that that one,
1: that one, that one wasn't me. Was it not no, you?
0: Okay. Okay. There was a false count yeah. anywhere match the, involving the, people.
1: Yep, uh, That's The, 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 the <laughs> thing that I mainly did with the refereeing was there was a storyline to do with um, a contract for a match at the Hydro and I was essentially like, um, like when they used to have like, the hardcore title I'd be running about with whoever had the contract and stuff so they did like a bunch of skits and stuff backstage and stuff for it um, had to referee a couple of actual matches on shows and stuff for it, it was, uh, I actually went down to a charity football match with Ravy Davy. To do a skip with it as well, which was going to meet that guy. That was great. Actually, that was a good day. Um, yeah, no, that was that was an interesting uh, period of time.
0: So, how how were you approached with that? Was it just uh, one of the one of your coaches recommended you going? Oh, you can do this, uh, or were were you? Uh, yeah, how did that get set up? I,
1: I can't even remember, remember exactly how it came in. They just they, they needed somebody for a referee thing. I've been doing ring crew and stuff for a while. I think I was just standing about. Um, I think it could have been anybody, to be honest. Uh, I'm, yeah, no, I'm not really sure. I, I guess they would have done a couple of skits, and then if the person wasn't any good, they probably picked somebody else. But apparently, I was good enough to do that. So um, yeah, no, it was fun. It was it was good. Some of the stuff was fun for that.
0: So how, how did you find refereeing in general then? Um, because it's, it's a little bit, a little bit less actual physical. You doing the wrestling bit of it of it, but. Um, as I've spoken to a couple of referees, to Chris Quinn, uh, who does Refrain, um refereeing, it, it's there's a lot more to it than you think with refereeing. Uh, so it was a a learning curve for you for yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't. Um, I also wouldn't put myself in the the level of actual referees and stuff. Because I only did like a handful of matches or whatever. But um, I guess still things, you know, being a good referee is, you know, when you you don't even notice that he's there, kind of thing. So. And a lot of the time it's kind of anticipation, so like what moves come in, like what position have you got to be into, you know, be kind of the shoulders, et cetera, like um, making sure that if, you know, there's a hard cam that you're not in the way of that, that if they're going for some kind of spot or whatever, that, you know, you can, you can basically read the match while you're doing that, but then um, depending on what type of show it is, you might have, you know, like a wire in your ear kind of um, giving you feedback and, um, you know, trying to relay stuff to the wrestlers, et cetera, so. Uh, yeah, no, there is there, a lot more to it than you expect, rather than just slapping slapping your hand on the mat a couple of times.
0: No, um, that was that was where I, I first like recognised you. And then when you made you when like videos or pictures went up of your of your debut time, and uh, whether Cage Match is correct or not, I'll find out shortly. Um, I was looking at it going, that's the referee, that's the referee guy. that's now wrestling. It just happened. Um, so uh, according to Cage Match, which is. It's, it's hit or miss with reliability at the moment. Uh, you made your debut in 2018 against Charlie Vice.
1: I am going to have to listen. I didn't realise that match was wrong. catch
0: Oh, you do have a profile, unfortunately. So I had to okay, just... No, to no. So, had to,
1: so, so do you just pull it from random shows and stuff? Well,
0: I was very much certain that you would have made your debut at GPWA or Wrestling Experience Scotland. So unless you decided to... Unless uh, Lionheart pulled you in for PWE... Uh, then I was kind of I was feeling fairly confident that's where I'd find your first match. <laughs>
1: well, but enough, I did I did do one match before I debuted in the asylum but um it was it was down in Sunderland it was just a random tag match it wasn't like a big show or anything but um it was it was it was okay it was like a three-way tag match I was tagging my guy I'd never met before um like in in terms of you know the kind of first time I'd ever been in front of a crowd or whatever it kind of went okay but yeah, no, it's it's kind of like non-canon. Let's go for that. It's like a, it's like an anime movie, you know. Just that's that's not the official timeline. Officially, yes, uh, me against Charlie Vice in the asylum in September twenty eighteen. I want to say.
0: Um, that's well, I, I just wrote it down twenty eighteen because I thought why why write down the month? That would be too that would make too much sense. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, we'll, we'll go back to that then. That 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 uh, was it. Was it up brawl then Sunderland?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah.
0: That always seems to be where where uh, like Scottish guys pop up when it comes to to uh, going down down south. Uproll seems to be seems to nab them first. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how. Um, so <laughs> so first match then. Well, the non-canon first match, uh, unofficial first match, a, a tag team match, team with someone you don't know in a crowd that wouldn't have seen you because it's Sunderland. It's not like like. GPWA yeah. or, or even an ICW would have at least seen your face at some point. Yeah, um yeah. how yeah, you said it went quite well, but what was was it was their nerves, or were you kind of just dragged down
1: oh, part I don't know. I was I was I was nervous obviously because you know it was kind of like, oh like I've I've trained to do this thing for a while, but can I actually do it when you know like it's a real situation, etc.? But you now in terms of like I didn't mess anything up, there weren't any major botches, we told like um, a pretty okay wee story kind of thing for a, a throwaway three tag team match. Um, yeah, no, just not nothing to write home about. But at the same time, not a not a horror show. So it did it did give me some confidence that like, oh yeah, I can do this. Especially since it was a match that we planned, you know, in like ten minutes and with that number of participants, etc. Um, yeah, no, it, it definitely gives me a kind of shot in the arm. Like, cool, no, this is yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to wilt under the pressure of even like, you know, a couple of people in an audience looking at me I'm in a wrestling ring. So,
0: throwing the deep end, uh, for sure. So, that's the that's non canon. That's uh, that's that's the Netflix series, and now we're into the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so 2018, your actual debut, September 18, against uh, Charlie Vice. Um, and yeah. so, this is again, this, this would be in front of a forever crowd, and your coaches and your peers that have all eyes on you ready to give you feedback uh, afterwards um how how did you find out you were having your first match and then how did you find the match itself
1: oh um it was it was actually pretty funny how i found it so like um the uh the old five well the five pound ones used to get posted on the um the facebook group we had for the asylum so be like okay this is the card for this date blah, blah blah and um so, like, I'd, I'd been training for a couple of years and I was like, oh, I'm waiting for my debut, I'm waiting for my debut. But I remember every time one of these cards would come up, I'd go, I'd look at it and I'd scroll through and I'd go, oh, I'm not on it. Oh, shucks. Um, and I, you know, get it, whatever. And then this one time, I remember uh, I think I, I'd come home from work and I fell asleep and I, I woke up and I had a bunch of messages. And one of them was from Charlie, funnily enough. Uh, and to to drop my one bomb here, the uh, in fact, no, I guess I'm quoting actually, so it's probably okay. Um, right. it was, um. The the exact quote was, "It's happening, you big bastard." Check the Facebook page. Um. Yeah, and obviously, you know, there, there it was. You know, um, Charlie Vice, Robbie Romero. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I know that was that was great. I couldn't have picked a, you know, Charlie's one of my my best friends. So um, yeah, I couldn't couldn't have picked a better person to have my my first canon match against. So. No, it was great. Um, I'd already worked him a bunch of times in training and stuff, so we'd put that match together in like 10 minutes or something, not long before we went out. Um Our time got cut when we were out there a little bit as well, but we were able to you know, just cut stuff out, flowed pretty seamlessly. Again, everyone went pretty well, so <clears throat> now uh, I was really happy with that from our first match, must say. I
0: assume, uh, the last few, few folk I've spoken to, Charlie, Charlie seems to be their first opponent. Uh, I don't know if, whether he's just uh, quite an even head, even even
1: headed person. What is that the word? Uh,
0: but he he, he just uh, makes just, you feel comfortable in the ring, and he's just, able just to do what
1: you need to. It's the it's the old, you know, um, a good wrestler can have a good match with a broom, and in, in Charlie's case, he, he can. Um, so that day I was the broom. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess that's why he was he was just like a, a gatekeeper for a while, just a nice, you know, easy person to work with, and um, nice like show opener, a second match kind of thing. Um, I've actually got a picture, a framed picture. Uh, in my living room of Charlie Forearming me, which he gave me for my birthday. Um, that was very nice of him. He was, uh, he was very happy to give me that picture. That was amazing. Did he sign it as well? Just to... he, didn't, well, it, he basically signed my, my jaw that day, so I think that was enough. But uh, he also has the corresponding picture of his arm raised in victory in his house, so very, very nice.
0: That's, that's amazing. Um, So you said you're training for a couple of years and you keep seeing, you saw these match cards going up. Was there ever a point where you were thinking, maybe it's just never my time or uh, were you always given quite good, were you always uh, kind of, I don't know how to phrase it, but your coaches were always like, no, no, you're doing fine. You'll get your time uh, kind of thing. They're able to Um, keep you going.
1: There were were times where I I was obviously frustrated about it, et cetera. Um, but you know what what can you do? I wasn't gonna give up because I love I love pro wrestling. I definitely was gonna give up before I at least made my debut, etc. So um just had to kind of plow away through it. Um still got to obviously do other stuff. Um got to meet loads of people in pro wrestling that you know I'd, I'd seen on shows and stuff, so that was always cool. Was still, you know, still enjoyed training every week, etc. So even though I wasn't getting my debut, I was still, you know, I wasn't I wasn't hating pro wrestling or anything. So now um no, it was, it was okay.
0: Any of those uh, meets that, that you're just like, I can't believe that, that either they're so nice or uh, depending on, on whether they're still around or not, you met someone in particular like, ah, you weren't as you weren't as cool as I thought you were going to be. Uh, anyone like uh, that? I mean, ICW ones, they had a lot of weird and wonderful people from all over the world pop in at some point that you may have interacted with. Uh, but uh, any stories from that?
1: Uh, I just remember, well, put the one that jumps out, is, um, was RVD when uh, he did Fear and Loathing at uh, the Hydro, and I, I had to do I had to do some of the security work for like um, when they were doing the meet and greet. So it was RVD, Kevin Nash, and Rey Mysterio. Also, also sat next to Rey Mysterio and Cameron, and didn't realise who he was, um, which was which was pretty funny. Um, so I don't think I'd, I'd seen him without his mask since like what WCW or something like what You're talking about like two thousand, um, but it was the only when he was talking to Nash that I was like, oh my. Okay, right. Okay, that's, that makes sense. Um, but no, just like that line was so long for that meet and greet. But every single person that came by RVD said like just absolutely buzzing. Rob Van Damn. Every single person absolutely buzzing, saying all the stuff like, yeah, no, he he couldn't have been any any nicer or more energetic, especially for a guy that's also been wrestling as long as he has. So,
0: uh, I'll throw in my my one story of doing that. I, I did a security for Drew <laughs> security, in the loosest sense of the word, uh, for Drew Galloway. He you up to Inverness. Mm-hmm. Um, to do a meet and greet and literally I just stood at the door and held it open while everyone came in got their things signed and left and he was like the nicest guy and I'm just sat, sitting here going if anything does kick off I am no help to you I have like <laughs> zero help to you I I could barely hold myself up let alone other people uh so you're on your own here and he was, he, was, he was so nice and I don't know I'm still determined that he didn't know who I was but I met him a couple of months later he came back up Timverness, out of the blue. I didn't know he was going to be there. I opened the door and there. He was. And he went. Oh, how you doing? And seemed to like he, he knew me. And I was like, you don't know who I am, don't you? Don't do a bit? No, still. Um, the, I've had many strange interactions, but the Drew ones still were my favourites. But yeah, so RVD being up there is just just uh, yeah, what you see is what you get with RVD. Then I'm guessing. <laughs>
1: it's, it's also just occurred to me just most recently that I remember meeting. Zach Gibson on a night out after. I think I think it would have been was it Fear and low than nine? I think it would have been Fear and low than nine. But I remember standing and chatting with him. I was you know, getting pretty close to being towards steaming or whatever. I remember just sitting talking to him about um an idea abroad because he was talking about how he'd been wrestling in China. And then it's like, Oh, you must have felt like Carl Pilkington. And I was like, I did, you know, whatever. And then we ended up talking about that for ages. Just, just yeah, just weird to think back, But this guy that's now next to UK and whatever, I talked to off about Carl Pilkington? But uh
0: <laughs> That's what you find you find wrestlers generally um, outside of like this stuff. They they would speak about anything but wrestling uh, with with fans. They would more enjoy doing that. Cause I had, I had a joke. I had Joey Legend in a car in a car once, and I uh, picked up my wife on the way because Aberdeen to Inverness. So I was I was taking him, and she spoke to him about musicals for the whole hour, and he was like so buzzing. Just to speak about anything yeah. but wrestling for that that hour. I was yep. Aladdin, uh, the musical that was in Germany, and I was like, "I didn't even know that was a thing," but apparently <laughs> it is. So, there, and I, I was just in the front, just just hoping I'd get to Inverness without killing anyone. That was kind of my only thought at that point: was just get there, don't die, don't die. I don't know, one would be responsible for killing Joey Legend <laughs> after after years of huge stories about being uh, stuck on ice with Edge and Rhino, and and uh, <laughs> here I am uh, on the A ninety six, just wishing I don't kill him. Um, but yeah, so meeting wrestlers is still weird. And, and now that you're in the wrestling business, uh, if if as much as you, even if you want to fight it, you are in it. Um, it must be weird that you meet these guys now, and you kind of have to try and maintain some sort of professionalism. I suppose like I'm a wrestler. Don't want to be I'm a wrestler tay, but like you, you've be, got to be like uh, we're we're colleagues instead of just being a
1: fanboy. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's one of those things that's kind of easier to do as time goes on because um, I, 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 I think you realize like when you see interactions between like really like super fans who obviously like you know meet these guys and are going crazy and you can see the guys just going like Jesus this is <sighs> and you're know, like yeah I can <laughs> uh, it, it humanizes them a lot um, and it kind of makes it easier to just feel like yeah like the, your exact opposite reaction is to be like oh like a fan kind of thing you know into like yeah, I, I don't know like I guess it's just one of those things thats you know everyone's relative but
0: I suppose that as, as you're you're pretty much a, a bad guy everywhere uh, you haven't had to really deal with that just yet but I'm, I'm assuming there's still gonna be some fans uh, outside after after shows waiting to to get a picture with all the but, wrestlers and
1: I know there's been some there's really nice nice fans um there's uh Scottish kitty. Uh, Last that that does like has done like fan art and stuff for a bunch yeah, of people. Um, art it's amazing. Yeah, no, she's absolutely sweet. I've got I've, I've still got that in the living room and stuff. Just that's um she's you know, I don't know really look that good in photos, but you know she's good in her artwork, so fair play to her. Um yeah, I know the, the fans are 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 lovely even like um we did a show um in Govan the other week and you know, all the kids are you know little crazy Govern kids or whatever. But you know they were you know all just having such a great time etc and they're all you know they're excited so no, it's great. Even even for a heel or whatever, you know. So
0: we will definitely speak about govern because anytime it's brought up, I I've, I love, I've always out and seen two govern shows on YouTube, and I can't imagine how people feel being in it, wrestling in front of that crowd because it's just it's, so it's fun, nuts. It just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So match call match scene there. You had Soldato uh in in 2019, and then uh.
1: That's, I had um, um had Ross Hauser in February of 2019, and then I think I had Solly in March. If I remember correctly,
0: well, February 19 is not on Cage Match, so that's that's uh no, I, did, I, did, I did
1: have a, ma- a match with Big Ross, which was which was um pretty enjoyable. Just get flung about a lot. Um, took a back you know big back body drop, and I felt like it was I, think I was in there. It felt like about a minute, but you know just you know that was that was that was a different type of, to, to go from wrestling. Charlie to wrestling Ross, you couldn't probably have two more like diametrically opposed like styles and sizes, etc. So, um, that was a good kind of test as well. Um, Especially,
0: I mean, I, sp- I spoke to Ross, uh, last night, actually, uh, which will go out in two weeks, uh, no, quite in a week to the people on the actual, who's listening to us and not paying me money to, to watch him early. Um, yeah. but yeah, he was going through his JBL kind of phase. So assuming that the, the forearm from Charlie might not have been great, but the clothesline from Ross would have been, uh,
1: a little snagger. <laughs> Fun, funnily enough, like I, I don't know if it was just adrenaline over the fact that I was hitting him back, or but there, there wasn't anything that Ross hit me with that I was like. To be honest, there was actually a worst moment in the match with Soldado, where we did um, a, an avalanche backdrop, and he turned out into a crossbody, but he didn't quite get all the way around, so he landed on me like kind of side into the stomach. That was much worse than anything you know from the from the match for Ross. Um. There was, there was another appearance in there as well actually the day the day before i had the match with Ross I was in the rumble in PWE which was very fun I'd never been in a rumble before so that was that was a good laugh um got to do some sequences and stuff with BT which was which was great um yeah I know that was really enjoyable uh because Adrian had asked me to be on that show so that was yeah that was that was magic that was that was another like just so talking about like the the non-canon match being like a um, bit of a you know like a shot in the arm for like oh I can not do this. So Whatever that was the first thing that coach specifically took me aside and like went do you specifically want to do this? Um, so that was good and especially from Adrian because um, he was pr- probably my favorite coach I would say as well. So no that was that was good.
0: And then I get the vibe from from hearing stories about about uh, Adrian that he, if he wouldn't have put he wouldn't have put you on his show especially if he didn't think you were capable of doing it.
1: Well yeah it's especially because it was his show that, that, that added another layer to it. Yeah it's not like he was asking maybe on like an asylum show or something. So um yeah no that was that was great.
0: Um so we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get a little bit of Lionheart stuff just Done at this point, uh, because cause, you know, it's not, it's not going to be that. It's not going to be. It's, there's going to be. I'm hoping there's going to be a nice story or two, because uh, of course there will be, but it's not. <laughs> it's not a particularly happy subject uh, to speak about. Um, so, of course, so you would have had that match, Soldato, the month after, uh, of mm-hmm. course, Reinhardt passed away. So you said he was your your favourite coach. Um, how I mean, I mean, was the atmosphere
1: for that afterwards? Um, okay, it was just surreal, man. Like i say, um say, particularly, you know, like, like all our coaches are, are great or whatever, but I, th- I think Adrian, I don't know, if it, like, between, like, him, like, BT, Stevie, probably they are probably the ones that are, like, you know, are probably, like, enjoyed the classes the most, et cetera, but I feel like Adrian was the one that believed in me the most. Um, and before he passed away, he actually wanted me and Mikey to team together for the first time. Um, on his next show in the air. Um yeah. And then so so it was just even more of a shock to just go from that to suddenly just that he was he was gone. It was um yeah, no, it was it was rough. Um I got a call when I was at work. It was um, it was Charlie that phoned me actually. Um and I I, I guess to put put this in context, uh some of the boys had find found out about aging quite quickly. Um, Charlie was one of the ones that got phoned um, kind of second tier after that and he tried to phone me first but I was in work so I couldn't answer the phone um, and he phoned Mikey next and basically went, this is this is hand to Adrian, etc and I think Mikey's first question was, have you told Brad? Um, which kind of, yeah, puts that in a context, I guess mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it was, it was rough, man it was just out of nowhere and, but
0: there you go yeah, I mean, I mean, for, of course, because I'm 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 a fan, so I would have been I would have found out when it was on like national it was national news, which well like, it was in actually like the papers and stuff, uh, which which shows his his legacy and and what he brought to Scottish wrestling, and British wrestling in general. But yeah, I mean, for for someone like myself, we'd only seen him wrestle. Maybe he went walked by me once, the last WrestleZone show that he was at, and mm-hmm. um, that it. It broke my heart to watch. I couldn't imagine guys like yourself and guys that had wrestled him as well thinking, Jesus, that's if, if this is breaking my heart and I, I'd only passing met him. I can't imagine what would be like for you guys. Was there, was there, uh, did you find it was difficult to get you back motivated wrestling or did you find that because he believed in you, you're like, well, I can't give this up. I'm just going to just play, must get well, that was, back that, into That
1: was, that was, that was part of, you know, a kind of good motivation of like, no, I'm going to keep going, like, obviously, Adrian's gone, but, um, you know, he believed in me, so I'll, I'll believe in myself, kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, it was it was more just the kind of absence going forward, I guess, of, like, you know, because there would obviously still be, um, you have those little momentary kind of re-realizations, if it makes sense. When you get in that position, you've kind of almost forgotten about it, and then you're, you're hit by that realization again, um, which are kind of sometimes worse than the initial um, kind of realisation, so it was, you know, sometimes if we'd be in training or if we do a drill and I'd I'd maybe think of, like, it would come into my head, like, what Adrian would have said um, or, like, if we do a drill that we'd done with him or something, I'd kind of hear him, like, good, Rab, or something like that, you know, in that, you know, uh, classic, kind of, Lionheart voice or whatever, they just, you know, yeah, just, those, yeah, those were uh, kind of tougher little pangs or whatever to deal with, but, um Yeah.
0: You oh, get, okay. you get a
1: solid foundation to to build on, so that's kind of aspect more.
0: Absolutely. Um. So is that and the next match I got after that is is you and Mikey teaming up. So was that pretty much like as he suggested it, as as Adrian suggested it before before his passing, was that you just you and Mikey just going, all right, We're
1: just gonna we're just gonna do this. Then we're gonna. Well, we um, we had we had tied together quite a lot in training, just because I think of Mikey's style. Um, he's quite good at controlling matches, kind of on the ground, and then more kind of striking wise. Um, that's more my thing because we look similar. Um, because also we just do these training matches, whatever a lot of the time, just it would be like, oh, Rab and Mikey, why don't you just go together? Um, we seem to have good chemistry, et cetera. I think that's what, obviously, what Adrian saw everyone wanted to put us on that show, but then also was not until a couple of months later. Um, that yeah, I, d- I don't know, just we we had a bit of a more of an influx of singles guys at that time. Whereas there weren't as many tag teams, so I think they felt like, oh, this this could be a good thing to kind of build more tag teams out of the asylum or whatever. So, um, yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, our first tag match was against uh, Luke and Paul. I've got, anyway, I have yeah. got Randy, the, uh, the Bathgate boys, as they were known unofficially. Um, Paul, who I found out the other day, is a, is a wrestling champion in Texas now. Uh, Dustin Rhodes' oh. in it's, really, it's crazy. Is that that's Paul Hube, Hube, Hubris? Oh, oh, Paul Hubris, yeah. Ah, it's right. Crazy. I was I was on Instagram the other day and it like, you know, scroll by whatever and I was like, I thought it was like a suggested post for something to do with Dustin Rhodes. And I was like, well, that's weird or whatever. And then I was like, no, it doesn't say suggested. It says like, I know this person, Paul Hubris. Who is that? We were tagged in and I was like, one of the first pictures was like, Paul in the asylum. I was like, oh, what, what's going on here? This is great. Yeah. It's it so, so weird. weird.
0: That like that's I've I had the same kind of thing because I, I was like oh this this Scottish guy's won a, a wrestling championship I'll go follow him on Twitter I was already following him I was going I don't remember I don't remember following that guy at all and now you've now you've just you've connected the dots now so yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. that
1: is that is wild uh, I can thank that for that set comeback that mean Mikey gave him for that match you know he's uh, he's never looked back since so there you go well I'm going to write it
0: down I'm going to see if I get him <laughs> on for season four that's happening right. There you go. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's so weird. Okay, cool. Right, that's that. So, Smash Brothers. Then, uh, what I got from Mikey pretty much was you're the ideas guy uh, when it comes to names <laughs> and what have you. So, uh, Smash Brothers. What was the thought
1: behind that? There, there was a lot of thought behind it, man. To be honest, we um, we we got thrown together quite like obviously because we we've been tied in training, but nobody specifically said to us like. Oh, like we want to make you guys a team or whatever. It just came up on the card, like, oh um, you know, Rab and Mikey against uh Luke and Paul. And it's like, what we're we gonna, I think somebody joked before about like, oh, they look at the, the Basham brothers or not, but you'd be the Smash brothers or whatever. That um it just we we're like, cool, we just use that. Like, sure, yeah, it's like we we don't know if we'll even like team together for very long or if it'll actually work or whatever. So uh let's just go with that. Um, but yeah, that that yeah, very, very much a temporary name. Uh I still I still like it, but yeah, no, um, maybe maybe a bit too generic looking back, etc. So, but you know, it it did what it had to at the time.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, this is where uh, when me and Mikey were speaking, where we just ended up going into bald uh, talk for far too long, probably. <laughs> uh, but but uh, so I was thinking, I, I, when you said, maybe you said the uh, Basham brothers," that's just that's keep my memory back up. But, yeah, that's pretty much what you were saying as well, and. And uh, Basham Brothers isn't their tag team. Uh, at least you didn't go for the pleather gear. Um, yeah, they're no, both for no. pleather. No, <laughs> the thing, I don't I don't know who who could have volunteered to be Shaniqua
1: as a Shaniqua. Uh, fell enough, um, Shamon Monet has, uh volunteered to be the Shaniqua for our tag team. So, um, you know, uh, he seems pretty buzzing about that. So, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll come back as the Smashing Brothers one day and we'll have um, you know, Shaniqua, I guess, would be the uh.
0: I mean, my thought was tall, muscly, long hair. Clearly it's Flex Hunter getting a comeback. we can get him and uh, get him with a whip, you know. It would work. Um, so yeah, shame, and, shame yeah. Age. you age. Know, you, know,
1: you know, like that meme of like, the, like you're smoking the fag and just like I've not heard that name in years. That's how I feel about Flex Hunter. Like deary me, Flex was he's a character. There, there's, there's been a lot of characters at the asylum at the time I've been there. Flex was definitely a well, literally,
0: and figure to one of the bigger ones. Um, there, uh, Ross could get a wig. Big, big, big Ross can, can uh, be Shaniqua. Um, well, that's a, that's a that's a shuddering thought. We'll move on.
1: Uh, <laughs> so,
0: but I mean, you came to like tag teams. I mean, the, the next the next two match I have written down anyway uh, for for your wrestling experience, Scotland stuff. Um, was the two pretty much two other tag teams that that have come out of, uh, F. Um, this FPWA, GPWA. Uh we've got the govern team and then the purge as well. So yeah, yeah. when you started uh teaming as the Smash and Brothers and you thought it might not last that long, and then you're in these these matches with, with some of the more established tag teams uh from GPWA. What what point did you think? Oh no, we can this is actually going to be our thing now. I'm I'm a tag know, team guy now? To,
1: to be to be fair, so like um saying like I d I didn't know if we tagged that long, like as soon as we had the match, we'll ball. And it went, you know, really well. I felt like our chemistry again. Like, you know, it's it's different having things in training and then actually being in the ring and seeing how it goes to the crowd and stuff. Um, but now we we're like, cool. No, this this definitely works. Let's let's roll with us. Especially given like an influx of singles guys and stuff, it's like, no, this could this could be our our thing to to move forward. You know, um, and tag team wrestling offers offers its own type of challenges, etc., um, which is always interesting. Um, more combinations, etc. Just more moving parts that you have to, yeah. Um, well, you see, yeah, it was the Govern Team and the Purge, uh, both really very different matches, um, very different opponents, uh, which was, yeah, no, and enjoyed both of those matches uh, a lot.
0: And uh, as Mikey said, it wasn't that difficult to get booed because these guys are so like loved by the crowd, and you guys are bald. Uh so. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah,
1: we just had to go out there and just be bald and the crowd were just effervescent for it. They just, yeah, just couldn't get enough of it seemingly. Um as, as, especially like, we we got even even more of that. Um that like that that govern show I was telling you about because there were three of us who were bald and we were against like basically like hometown heroes. Um so that was volcanic. That was that was very enjoyable. Being bald's great, honestly. It's you know you're so aerodynamic. It's easy to be a heel. It's just it ticks all these boxes. It's it's good stuff.
0: that's that's the thing is that I mean I try to refrain from such chants because you know it's it's like console someone four eyes when you've got glasses. It's really it's you cannot really it, it's it's kind of it defeats the purpose if I'm shouting at someone that they're bald by being bald at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was saying to to Mikey uh, that, uh, that your team kind of reminded me of like like just your look as FTR, and then I was realising it's because one because you're bald. But was there any uh, <laughs> tag teams that that you, when when you thought right when you got had the match you thought oh this could be a thing? Um, was there any tag teams that you tried to to watch and try to get some ideas from for tag team moves or just uh, little things? Um,
1: oh, well, a, a lot of the times we've come up with moves and stuff have just been messing about the ring and training, etc. But I like to look back at like kind of like classic tag teams like the Heart Foundation and stuff like that. Um bunch of uh, matches from like all Japan when it was um like Kobashi and Misawa and stuff would tie together. Uh yeah, no just there's 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 no specific tag team. I don't think I could say are like my favorite of all time, but I do have a, a bunch of them, if you know what I mean. So uh yeah there's there's no specific tag team it went like oh we'll just like We'll just take, we'll just wholesale take their moves or like their style or whatever. Um, yeah, and no, again, there's, there's so much different stuff with tag team wrestling as well. So many different combinations, etc. That um, it's always fun to try and come up with the intricacies of of timing, of placement, of where's the opponent going to be? Why would the other guy not be trying to break this up? Um, do you, are you using the five count, or are you find the rules, but like still cheating within the rules kind of thing? Um, no, it's uh it's like there's a lot to it. It's great. I enjoy tag team wrestling.
0: Okay, so at this point, I've just got there's a drop off of nothingness because the pandemic hit. I uh, was there any other companies that you're able to to get to in that I haven't mentioned so far? Um, because i um, a target seems to to draw grab a lot of guys from W A and anything like that.
1: No, that's that's pretty much um we. There, there, there's been other wee things like went down for like a rumble at PCW and stuff that was Adrian's um tribute show, um yeah no nothing special obviously like like you know the pandemic just wiped everything out kind of thing, um yeah which was which was annoying because we'd, we'd kind of built a bit of momentum there you know we just had the match with the Pudge, um things were really kind of coming together, uh, and then just obviously nothingness, um. But yeah, so our, our our first match really back uh, there was the the one at CPW um the other week.
0: So we'll we'll get to that. We'll, we'll fill in the blank in between then. So twenty months of nothing. Yeah. Uh, how did you fill your time then? And because yeah. there's no no gymming for a majority of it. There's no uh, shows to go to or nowhere to train. How did you how did you find your pandemic? Uh,
1: well. For a while, like fitness wise, I would, I would try to do like card workouts um, or even just like sets of things and stuff in the house just to kind of. But then as time went on and it also became apparent that, you know, we weren't getting a lockdown anytime soon for an extended period of time, it kind of fell by the wayside. But um, then for a little while, when I, one of my friends lived around the corner from me and he got a home gym uh, put in. So I would, I would go around to his and uh, we'd work out and stuff there. And this was during the period where for the first seven, eight months of the pandemic, I was furloughed, um, which was great and absolutely awful at the same time. Because also there's, there's having so much time and there's just having so much time. Um, played through all the Dark Souls, just played a ton of video games, to be honest. Um, I, I hadn't really games for a while, so that kind of reignited my passion for that, which was great. Um, I'd never played the Dark Souls games specifically before. Uh, and in fact, I'd always kind of made fun of my friends who played them, like, only oh, you think so special because you play a really hard game? Like, oh, well done, you. Um, and then I played them and I was like, no, these are actually incredible. Like, fair play. Yeah, no, this is, I can I can see why you like these. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about the pandemic, man. It was just nothingness. It was terrible.
0: But uh, sp- speaking of games, yeah, I mean, my, my if, if anyone checks my my PlayStation trophy count, um, I, I rattled through I love the Lego games. That's my jam. I'm not into Dark Souls. I'm, I'll give me something nice and pleasant to play. That if you yeah, die, yeah. you just pop up in the exact same place again. And uh, I think I, I must have played about maybe six of them, like from PS. Because I had play PlayStation now for a little bit, so I rattle yeah. through all the PS3 ones, and then rattle through all the all the. I had a PS3 downstairs because I. My office at that point was just the corner in the living room because i think, oh it's a week or so oh, it's a month or so it's uh. two months or so and then by six months <laughs> my wife was like you find a way to get that computer upstairs because i am not sitting in the living room with that <laughs> anymore because it was just a dining table that just rattled every time you typed so i had to go i had to go uh basically steal but i did they do know i have it i'd take a desk from work and this is my office now with all my crap in the background um but, uh, yeah so yeah, Lego games, and then I would a load uh, 2K20 stuff on WWE, and made a bunch of folk. Then June arrived, and I had to delete a bunch of folk, uh, <laughs> so it didn't really go well at that point. But um, yeah, a lot, a lot of gaming. So Dark, dark Souls, oh, Uncharted as well. Uncharted was free. Uh, PlayStation put them out, so I end up rattling through those again, and I loved Uncharted. I love those games so much. Um, so Dark Souls, and what's your other gaming? What's your non-Dark Souls gaming habits then?
1: Uh well just now I've been trying to get the platinum for Final Fantasy X, which has been an undertaking. That is uh that is a long ass grind uh for that platinum. Um I discovered Persona while um the pandemic was on as well, which I'd I'd heard people talk about Persona 5 for years about how it was amazing or whatever. And it was another one um like like well, say it wasn't free but it was on sale and I was like, oh it's like a it's like a tenner. Um might as well just pick up and see what it's like. 200 hours later, just like that was the best thing ever. That was that was incredible. Um, but now I got like a whole bunch of games, and uh, in, in terms of like, I guess the equivalent for me, Lego wise, you would be like, I, I did the all the platinum to the trilogy of Spyro games, like the, the remastered trilogy. Just oh man, childhood just just came back. It was beautiful.
0: I found out very quickly how bad I am at
1: the flight ones in Spyro. Oh. The worst, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you, you have to go in and like collect 10 of whatever thing, or oh, you yeah. have to work out the route and stuff,
0: oh, terrible. No, I, I, that's that's where I drew the line with. It's like I, I really enjoyed the games, just let me enjoy them. I won't, I, I'm never going to plant them in because I'm rubbish at the, the flight ones. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to enjoy the experience for what it is. <laughs> um, same with Crash, I realized I loved Crash growing up, but it must be like a, a memory that I've implanted that yeah. I remember I was terrible at it, so I bought it started playing and going, I'm rubbish at Crash. Why did I ever enjoy playing this game?
1: I th- th- I hate this it. Is, this is the thing. There's actually, um, there's a thing to do with the way that it's mapped. So like the physics engine that they've used for the remastered Crash 1 part of that, they've pulled from Crash 3. So like, but they've pulled the maps from Crash 1. So basically things don't line up quite as well as they should. Because I remember playing it being like, this is solid, man. Like, was this this solid when I was a kid? Like, I see, remember this was a lot easier. But no, apparently there's that like, a legitimate reason why it seems a lot harder now, particularly Crash 1, the remastered one, so you should feel a little bit better about it.
0: I, I, I will, but no, Spy- Spyro, I end up uh, getting them all in the PS1, so I play on my PS uh, Vita as well. i got a Vita during all just before the yeah. pandemic. So, um, the yeah. Having been... people
1: to have a PS Vita, Jesus.
0: I don't know. Well, it was one of those times where I was just like, I kept seeing one pop up and I thought I would love just to get a Vita and just play these PS1 games. And then um, I think I, I just kept talking about it so much. I went to Cash, uh, CX or however you're supposed to say it, uh, went in and there it was. There was one for £60 and I was like, why not? I'm just going to get a Vita. Why not? It was right about my birthday. So I was able to go, that's my birthday present then. If you want to get me that, I'll have a Vita. And then I think I played it for about a year and I have not played it since. <laughs> because I just I like fortnite now unfortunately so I play fortnite. Um, I,
1: I've only ever played fortnite for one round once and I get killed immediately um, and that's that's as far as I've ever gotten into Fortnite. so I, I, I don't know like, I can I can appreciate I can understand why other people like it and um, I guess it's just not something that jumps out to me.
0: Oh, I hated it for so long. And then uh, I think, uh, speak to Zach Dynamite for one of these interviews, and he was he, he just said it was amazing. And I spoke to Aspen Faith and he said the same. And, you know, Aspen is one of my favourite wrestlers. So I was like, well, if he likes it, I'll play it too. And then, because <laughs> uh, uh, now I'm like 300 levels in and I've, I, I play it most nights. And I don't know what's happened to me. And, yeah, you're too deep. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I'm at this point where if I don't, I think if I don't play, it, I'm going to miss out on a on a Deadpool skin or something like that. And <laughs> even though I collect all these things, I've got Captain America quite early on. and I haven't changed it since because why would you? You get a little uh, vibranium shield, and it's Captain America. Why would it be any other character? Well, I, guess, um, I guess you
1: could say we would talk about Marvel. So, well, I mean, you brought it up. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm always interested to hear people's take on Marvel, especially. Um, with what's happening with Phase Four, etc., um, an interesting time.
0: Okay, so we'll, we'll go for the, the the maybe not less controversial stuff than pre-Phase Four. Uh, <laughs> any particular favourite movies? I mean, I'm we'll take the Avengers films itself out because you know they're amazing anyway. Even Age of Ultron. I don't care what this anyone is, else says.
1: Fun, funnily enough, part of the way that I uh, spent my time during the pandemic was doing a complete rewatch of the MCU and ranking. Them as they went along and increasing the last or whatever. So, number one, undoubtedly, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, one hundred percent, just the best mix of just great, varied team, great villain, just great story. So many different aspects to it. Um, it, it kind of feels like pro wrestling in a way that you know, it's like the, the circus. You know, if you don't like the lions, you like the you know the canes like or the cans, you like the clowns or whatever. Just because like the team, there's there's something for everybody. Um, yeah, Guardians one definitely.
0: That one's got a soft spot in my heart. It was the first one, the first cinema date I had with my my wife. That was our first film to go to see in 3D, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I've got it, where have I got it? Because I've got a list as well because everyone does. Where have I got Guardians of the Galaxy? I've got number six.
1: Nice. Okay, I'm going to see I think I... I think I got a new phone since I made the last will check. If it's transferred, the note. We, we won't
0: go through all thirty-one franchises. No, no, I know, I know. Exactly. I know, I know. But, but yeah, well, so.
1: fair, well, well I, I guess most important. What, what's top of your list, and what's bottom of your list? Uh,
0: Endgame. It has to be portals. Just for portals alone, really. Uh, okay, if, you, if you had to, if you had to take out
1: the Avengers films, so though. Uh, like, it's Winter Soldier. Nice. I think that was number three on my list. I want yep. to say.
0: So taking them out, I've got taking out the Avengers ones. I've got Winter Soldier, Ragnarok, and uh, I'm I love Spider-Man. So Far From Home is is next after that. Um, you you may be able to tell from from the artwork on my my arm that uh, I do love Spider-Man. And everywhere, um, that's amazing, Spider-Man. That's, that I've, that was I've a very poor the, choice.
1: I've, I've got the the wee stuff going on instead. I got you know some metal on some. Oh, okay, I I appreciate. I'm, I'm a man of taste who uh has has a themed uh sleeve of some type I
0: know it was supposed to be like I was hoping to make it a sleeve eventually and this would be my lockdown I had uh, four tattoos before I started and now I've got them all over the place and yeah. just that's how I spend my money because i'm not I'm not going anywhere or going out till just go to get that um so yeah phase four then' it's...
1: I know what was what was bottom your list oh bottom uh, incredible hulk I think that was. I feel like it was like second or third bottom for me. Uh,
0: Dark World is next, and then yep. it's Eternals.
1: I've not seen Eternals yet, but this is, this is exactly, you know, the, the Phase 4 stuff. Bottom for me, 100%, was Iron Man 3. I liked it. <laughs> absolutely. Well, to be fair, I think, I think the reason that it's bottom for me particularly is because I feel like it's half an amazing movie then mm. half an absolute awful one. As soon as they do that switch from the Ben Kingsley Mandarin that you've seen for the first half of the film, I remember being so hyped because um, I remember I used to watch the Iron Man cartoon uh, and was on Fox Kids and stuff when I was a kid and obviously it was always like the Mandarin and whatever. So when we were finally getting that, I was like, oh, sick, I'm finally going to get to see the Mandarin. The MCU is going to be so good. And then when it was Ben Kingsley, it's the thing of like almost like a kind of modern day terrorist and stuff. I was like, oh, man, like that's it's like a really kind of cool interpretation. Like, it's going to be sick. Like, oh, my God, in the first half of the movie, this is so good. What do you mean he's from Liverpool? What? Like just oh man, just oh. I think, I, say,
0: I think if you if you if you like the source material, like for me, when I was growing up watching cartoons and that it was X-Men, which has got a uh it's now coming back as a reboot yep. of, well as a continuation, which yep. I'm all hyped for, and Spider-Man. They were the two I've watched. So yeah. I didn't see an, an Iron Man cartoon or anything like that, so I don't. It, was, and it wasn't it was, like it was
1: the it. they were all on Fox Kids; they were all on the same channel. I think the Iron Man one only had like a season or two, though. I don't think it got as popular and just like fell away. But yeah, the, the Spider Man. I re-watched a lot of the old X Men cartoon pretty recently as well. Like a lot of it still holds up, man. It's especially the theme tune, obviously. I
0: I, I, def- I just said I liked it, and I'm just looking at my list. I've got it as number 28, so I didn't like it that much, clearly. Uh, but I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's 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 uh yeah thor is the one above that so i don't think that's right i might switch them right anyway uh but yeah so yeah the marvel films phase four the last the last one you'd seen i'm guessing that would be shang chi
1: didn't see shang chi i haven't seen shang chi oh. no, i've heard i've heard good things about it yeah um, shang chi's just the last the last time i went in cinema was to see Godzilla versus king kong uh, I went to see it in the IMAX and a lot of the speakers and stuff were broken. So it was the quietest monster battle that you've you've ever heard. Um I don't know if that's just slightly dampened the cinema right now. No, well I went to see Black Widow. I can't remember if that was after Godzilla and King Kong, but definitely around the same time. Although I want to go and see June actually, that's that's probably there. Um yeah, but so the, the last the last Marvel film I would assume would have been Black Widow.
0: I enjoy it. It's one I've seen twice because we went down to Edinburgh the week after seeing it and it was one of those. It was the last day and we are like we can't really be bothered. We were quite hungover um, and we were just like, I can't be bothered sitting about waiting for a train all day or we'll do Humphare Bags Day Oh, the cinema's not that far away we'll just go to the cinema. What's on? Black Widow. We'll just watch Black Widow then It's a, it's a view cinema. It's a 5 a ticket we, we as well. We'll just go in there and see it was, um, was Okay, but it really should have been like phase three Oh yeah, I, I, I think yeah I would have appreciated it more if it was out before, you know, yeah. Endgame. Um, but no, I, I, at the moment I'm I'm just sitting as of recording. I'm sitting waiting patiently for I think it's I think it's half one in the morning. the The Spider Man trailer is supposed to come out in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a grown up part of me thinking you'll see it in the morning. Go to sleep at a reasonable hour. But there's another part going. <laughs> Oh but if I make it to half eleven, I'd be as well stay up another two hours and watch. Yeah, it's something enough
1: two hours. i have a have a power nap and then just, you know, just watch it, yeah. Exactly. Treat
0: uh, like a pay per view night and just uh <laughs> like, tactical,
1: but yeah. no,
0: um, I, I'm so hyped for it. Oh um, my
1: that that last draw just uh hello Peter Oh, just, just spider Spider Man two is undoubtedly my favourite Spider Man movie. One hundred percent. It's so good. Um so to see Alfred Melina back as Doc Ock is incredible.
0: Uh, only one not on Netflix. They have all yeah. the other ones. Yeah, the absolute cheek of them because I wanted to watch. I mean, I've got them on Blu-ray, but I wanted to watch them all and and, and yeah. see them before before the new one comes out. And I'm like, I've got to actually go into a cupboard to get this to actually watch it. It's, how very dare they! But um, yeah, uh, I think that that completes the the Marvel section for the moment. Sure. I'm sure that sure. If, if if we come back to it, we might might do because I'm, I'm checking the time. I'm thinking, well, if we've sped through. Quite amount of time, but more speaker. <laughs> um, so I'll get our, I'll get my, my two ridiculous questions out of the way then. While we're at this section, uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? Sure, dinosaur? Um, that's
1: a good question. It's not, but thank you. No, oh, no, it's no, it's, it's actually a great question. Um, my girlfriend loves um, playing um, Jurassic World on the PS4 and stuff, so she's always going on about dinosaurs and stuff, and it actually looks really cool. I should really play it as well. Um, Dinosaurs immediately make me think of the Power Rangers, though. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I feel I feel like I probably have to go Triceratops.
0: Nice Blue Ranger, Billy the Blue Ranger. That's always a, a good uh, good shout. Uh,
1: <laughs> just, but... my, my favorite was always the Black Ranger and Mastodon, but I get Mastodon's not a dinosaur, so I can't pick that one. But you no, know, Triceratops pretty sick as well, man. Like, yeah, just.
0: Uh, I, I speak, speaking of dinosaurs i may be able to see for anyone watching i've got dino pool in the background because as soon as i saw uh, after, cool. i've done so many of these questions now of, of who's your favorite dinosaur what's your favorite dinosaur i saw that in asda mm-hmm. and i was like i have to get that that has to be in my background now a little bit a little bit a little dinosaur i mean it has to be there uh but no that's a good choice power rangers mighty morphin even better um yep. yeah uh, I was I was always a red ranger guy, but I I liked Jason and I liked red. So that's pretty much that was that was it. And it was a source. I was, source, uh, so.
1: I was a, a Black Ranger and a Green Ranger guy. Um although the, the memes I always see now about like that the Green Ranger played his through his dagger with his helmet on and stuff just makes me laugh. Um I else with the dragon's or so cool. So
0: oh, um, oh. what well, I didn't realise yeah. till recently, very recently, that the in the actual where they take the footage uh, from the 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 actual Japanese show, that the, the yeah, L yeah. Ranger is supposed to be a dude. I never, yeah, yeah. never clicked with
1: me until very yeah, recently. Ah, like, oh. yeah, because the Pink Ranger's the only one with a skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um super uh, super Sentai. I want to say yeah, That's name, it. Name yeah. yeah. Um. Do you remember some of the other like TV shows at the time that got ripped off from these type of shows? There was like Big Bad Beetleborgs and VR yeah, Troopers Mask,
0: uh, Mask Rider.
1: Yeah, they, they tried to do that same formula. I just tried to recreate Power Rangers, just, just lighting a ball. Can't recreate that.
0: Bjulborgs, geez, that's, that's a throwback. Um, oh yeah, <laughs>
1: that,
0: that, that would be that was my mornings, uh, Saturday mornings. I'd watch that, and then Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, not Ninja. It was Hero Turtles back in yeah, my day, yeah. and uh, and gargoyles. You know all the classic Street Sharks. You know all the classics.
1: Yeah, just all the anthropomorphized animals. Just yeah. turn like just yeah. No, they they definitely did um, probably, probably explains the amount of fuddies that have popped up around our age, probably after thinking about this. Um <laughs> yeah, no, great, yeah. great, great, great era for, for TV in general. Um oh, like it's one of it like the, the X-Men series, Spider-Man series. Um that would have been the first time I really got into anime and stuff and Dragon Ball Z and stuff would have been on as well. Just yeah, good times.
0: It's trying to draw that line between do you sit and watch cartoons all day or do you call it anime so it makes it sound like you're a grown up? Uh, it's,
1: it's the same time, isn't it? Oh, like, no, I, I, I will, I will, I will readily admit that I love cartoons and anime, so it's all good. I've got it all covered, man.
0: Do you have toys or action figures? Oh, well, they're, they're clearly action figures because you know, I'm grown up now. Uh, the other <laughs> question we they're asked
1: collectibles, so yeah, <laughs> oh, that's the worst, it's the
0: worst one. It's like, why don't you take your, take your pops out of the box? Well, they're collectible, uh, you know. It's, it's
1: actually a like, mint condition never removed from box, so you wouldn't understand.
0: Ah, uh, how, how to lose friends so quickly. quickly. Another <laughs> um, question we ask people, it's what would win a fight, two sheep or one cow?
1: Um, the cow, 100%. With the, the, the weight advantage, like, yeah, those, those two sheep are getting double choke slams, they're getting, you know, they're getting flung about, man, just... I've, I've, I've only really appreciated recently, so, like, I've got, um, i got two dogs now, and one of them has the weight advantage on the other, and it is just not even close in a fight, man, so, you yeah, know, that that cow is going to be slapping those sheep about, man, just getting flung over barbed wire fences and stuff like that. No, it's going to be a massacre, a moosica, if you musica. will. ah,
0: yeah. wonderful. Um, okay, of dog have you got? <laughs> Uh, the two pugs, pugs sorry,
1: uh, two pugs, yeah. Uh, Ponyo and Mochi, they are both very cute, but Mochi is, um, I think she's just scared. Yeah, you are. Um, she's like a rescue, so she's kind of scared of everything, which then leads to aggression when she sees Ponyo or she feels like she's getting more attention. Um, yeah, so we've, we've had to kind of keep them separate for, for a week or so now because, yeah, Ponyo wasn't really standing a chance, it was a bit of a shame.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got one I've got a, a beagle lab cross called oh. Sandy Claus nice. because my wife loves nightmare before Christmas you've had that Sandy Claus nice yeah that's it so and then she's she's one of those it's, it's so funny because when she was really young she's she's scared of water like uh, bodies of water she won't go into the sea or, or go near uh, uh, edge because yeah. when I took her out for a walk or one of her first walks we went around a park and uh, she was quite happy looking at this pond. And I suddenly found herself in the pond. And from that point forward, she will not go near bodies of water. <laughs> so, so beaches are out for walks, which I don't mind. I hate beaches. So give me See, wood. I'm, I'm not
1: massive on beaches either. Well, I wasn't until we started taking the dogs to the beach. And man, that's like a dog wonderland. They just love that shit.
0: That's why, that's why I like the woods. Because she'll just go she'll go sniffing, because she's a beagle lab. She loves to sniff things and, and all that kind of stuff. So Go, they go wild and and I don't feel like I've got sand everywhere afterwards and oh, I don't mind that's getting sandy muddy. Yes, yeah. sand, that's yeah, sandy claws. That's that's it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Speaking about fear, I think at some point I must have opened a cupboard on her in the kitchen because every time I open a particular cupboard, she just leaves the room. Just like going, I'm gonna get hit by that thing again. So, dogs are weird. They're funny. They're amazing, but they're weird at the same time. One um, yeah. hundred Wrestling. It's the wrestling awesome. podcast. Uh, so yeah, community pro wrestling. We mentioned it uh, briefly as well, and and uh, govern being absolute. Uh, I've used the word feral but I always find when I say it, it may be a bit
1: offensive, offensive to some people. But it's to be honest yeah. with the stuff that people in Govan say to each other. I don't think federal even registered registers on their list. To be honest, so. Um, uh, it's,
0: it's a it's a mix of sugar and and uh, yeah federalness. Um, what was it like getting getting for a crowd again after that long?
1: Oh man, it was it was so great. It was so good. Um, even the sales, particularly because it's like they would already kind of hated us because we were bold, and they were just they were. I, I don't know if it was a combination of um, it was you know the kids were so excited and stuff, and that people had been inside for you know so long, and this was maybe their first wrestling show back and stuff as well, um, and to be in govern and whatever. Um, but they were just molten hot. And then we were against um, basically uh, Big Ross, Daro and uh, Spider-Bam as, as he as, as he went by, um, which is one of the boys, stick, um from the Asylum. Uh, but he's like a hometown boy and whatever. So, um, yeah, just that they absolutely loved all three of them. They hated us. It was just a nice, easy, but cool match to do. Uh, no, it was great. It was the first time my nephew ever got to see me wrestle as well, which was was great. He was dressed up as 2001 Kane, um, which oh. just added to everyone. Else. He's a, he's a kid of immaculate taste. He's only eight years old, but man, he he, know, he knows his stuff. Honestly, um, he's got he's got like one of those brains where he just remembers everything that he's ever seen, and he's like arguing with me about like who held the WWE title in what year. And I'm like, Matthew, you have got me in this man. I can't remember that. Like, fair play. And this is like 20 years before you were born. Like. Sure,
0: I love I love that. I, I think back, back in my youth, I may be able to do the same thing, but I'm now in my 30s. Uh, just I'm 31, but I'm just in my 30s. And now, now if, if it happens in the last week, I might remember it. That's about <laughs> it now. Uh, that's yeah, my memory's all gone for that kind of stuff. So you're back, commute pro wrestling, but a new team name, you're now Casino Brutal. Um, yeah, again, um, Mike Mikey so, wasn't sure how this came about. You're he was kind of told and he went, "Ah, okay. that sounds fine."
1: So. Uh what well, well, make 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 it make it was all aboard with us to be fair. Um like like you may said, like I, I come up with a lot of the ideas and stuff. Um not and I like um trying to like toot my own horn finger in. Um but just I don't know. I I had this the, just this idea um Also, like, while we had this downtime, I was like, cool, like, what can we do to kind of stand out more? Um, smashing mothers is a bit kind of generic, like, maybe this is time, you know, kind of take a next step and kind of evolve, etc. And I can't even remember exactly where it came from, but I was kind of thinking to myself, and I was like, um, I find it was was something to do with thinking about the pandemic and how like you hadn't had any options and stuff, and like you hadn't been able to gamble anything. I was like, has anybody ever done like like a gambling character? Has that ever been done? And, you know, I looked the kind of stuff up and the only person I could find was um, a WCW jobber called The Gambler who didn't even gamble. He literally just went out and just got his head kicked in. So I was like, you know, this 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 could be something to um, to examine or whatever. And I was like, cool, like how would this work with Mikey, And I was like, okay, like, you know, we could extend this. I was like, you know, I had this idea, like, you know, I could be like the house, or the house always wins. That's like a total asshole thing a heel would say. Like, that's, that's good. That could, you know, tie in. Like we could go and like, an APA kind of direction with it. Like if it's trying to think of like I like could go into like make it like sleazy, like a type of like loan shark gambling, just horrible character, basically. And it's like this could really have kind of legs and stuff. Um and then I talked to Mikey about it, and it's like, you know, we could, you know, we could play this off because I don't I don't want to make it seem like Mikey's anyway lesser than me. You know, he's, you know, we're we're teammates and whatever don't make it what don't want to make it seem like. I'm, like, the leader of a two-man group because that's that's not the thing. So so it's like, so how do we keep each other on a kind of level, peg and et cetera? Um, yeah, but no, I, I kind of talked to Mikey about it and he loved it. Um, we ran it by Wolfgang and uh, he seemed to really enjoy it and we, we hadn't actually thought of a name at that point. Um, I'd thought of a couple of names and he kind of went, what have you got? And one of the first ones I said was, like, oh, like, Casino Brutality And he went, yeah, go with that one because, like, you, you know exactly what you're all about. And... Um, yeah, so that's that's what we're running with now. You know, we kind of get new gear and stuff. And um, my girlfriend was nice enough to like make me this like homemade jacket with pink feathers and stuff. It's, it's sick. Um, yeah, no, th- I think it's just a a better all round character and gives us more to play with kind of thing. So that's the that's the change.
0: So I think I tried to throw in the tagline of uh, if you get in the ring with you, it's a gamble, you know who? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna be rolling
1: loaded dice, etc. I thought I it's only pun. <laughs> It's, it's insane. Listen to that, so much entrance music, like, just try you know, think of stuff that would fit in with this, etc. Try to think of different stupid spots to do, and whatever, like, oh, we a family show, we could like, roll dice and, you know, whatever, just all this stuff, but, like I say, the, the, again, even from that, like, there's just so much more to work with than just, grr, we smash brothers, grr, like, you know, just, yeah.
0: I'm right it's a bit of Kenny Rogers, and uh <laughs> <laughs> the gambler on. Um oh, got the gambler. That's that's uh, that's the only time I've ever heard of the gambler was through a uh, wrestle crap. I don't know if anyone yeah. you've ever read that. But yeah. uh, they used to put up like the worst thing. Man, Mountain Rock always seemed to appear somehow. Um <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a that's a blast. I'm gonna I, I might not watch that. I'll just stick with Survivor Series two thousand five. Um okay, sure. so well looking into the future then we have covered uh Robert Romero's wrestling, we've covered MCU as much as we're going to, because otherwise this okay. is just eventually this podcast will just be about Marvel films, which I won't mind, but I don't think my audience will particularly enjoy, seeing as it's a wrestling podcast well, and um,
1: website. Man, this is, this is time to branch out. You've got so many people get two different podcasts or two different, you know, video channels and stuff. Do the MCU and do wrestling. I mean, come on, you've got to diversify. Well, do you I don't want, want, want. I i, I, want... I talk with you about the MCU until the cows come home. So sign me up for that.
0: I don't. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but I think me, me, and me and Kelly are are, are going to do that as our as our spin off thing. And I don't know how we're going to work out with guests, but I will. I will bear that in mind because it seems to be a, a hot topic for every guest I have. If it's not MCU, it's like oh, Jeff yeah. Hardy gets mentioned. It's pretty much that's that's the key <laughs> key things that always get brought up. Um, but yeah. So pl- look into the future then. Uh. Of course, you're in community pro wrestling. I'm assuming that's not over because we've got another show coming up. that I'm guessing you're going to be a part of. But do you have a a bucket list of companies uh, in the Scotland, in the UK that you want to get to, or or what's your what's your five year plan? Is there an end game yeah. for everything?
1: Five years, man. That's a long time. But um, in the next couple of years, like to wrestle, um, also for the big ones. Um, you know, like KCW, um. If it was down in England, I guess, would Pro- progress still big? I'd, 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 I don't know, I guess they'd still be the big English promotion, wouldn't they? Rev Pro, stuff like that. Um, I'd like to, you know, to, like, wrestle in other countries and stuff if the opportunity came up. Like, you know, some of the boys have gone to, like, Germany and done stuff with WXW, or gone to, like, um over-the-top wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, just get on more shows, Um, do more tag stuff with Mikey. Um, Particular opponents and stuff. Obviously, like there's lots of people who like to wrestle. Um, you know, main event shows hold some kind of title. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff, man. Like even one of the things was to be on a podcast. So that's just, you know, that's that's scored off. That's that's always good. Um, yeah, no, just with, with things cycling back up, like uh, we seem to be building a little bit of momentum again. So who you know who knows where it could go in five years. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully pretty far.
0: So I mean, I mean, it's it's weird this this time in wrestling in general. Now it's back when we started watching, it was like there's no chance there's gonna be a British guy that would that would or Scottish guy especially would be in WWE. And uh, uh, of course we had Roddy Piper for years, who's you know technically not Scottish. Um, actually, not not even technically, he's not Scottish. He's just not um, Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays it you got WWE network, uh, you can be nice an W and you're on the network. You're on Peacock in front of millions of people potentially. Uh mm-hmm. you can NXT UK uh, is is across the border and it's it's so it's it's so it's a great time to be a wrestler where there's so many opportunities and of course you've got AEW, you've got impact, you got Japan. Is Japan as soon as you like your your Japanese anime oh, and all of I stuff. would I
1: would I would love to wrestle in Japan, man. Um yeah, I, I, I don't like. I, it's crazy how much more open these pathways seem to bigger promotions and stuff now. Like, that's you know, but I, I wish I'd started wrestling younger. But I um, you know, like when when we'd have started watching, because I'm I'm gonna be 31 at the end of the month, so we're we're pretty much exactly the same age. Um, like I'd, I couldn't have imagined possibly you know beginning wrestling in Scotland and somehow ending up um, working for WWE or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things uh opening up for people. So and then awesome. obviously, obviously as people move out, there's a lot more mobility for other new talent to come in and new opportunities in Scotland and the UK, etc. So exciting time. I mean just look at Paul. He, yeah. he's, look he's at Paul. Friend. Look at Paul Hubris. We have to send <laughs> him a message and go. Well done. Ever, ever since that tag match, that's what set you on the way, you know. Exactly.
0: So. I mean, he's, he's went through. He's went through the worst of it. He did SSW, and now he's <laughs> he's he's now now uh, winning titles and hanging out with Dustin Rhodes. And uh, yeah. I mean, that's such yeah. black rain. I mean, yeah. he actually scrap that. I'm sorry, Dustin. If you ever listen to this, I never no, no, mentioned black I, rain. I mean,
1: I mean seven. I mean, you know, like yeah. Thanks. Oh, Thanks.
0: That. Oh, you, 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 you. Uh, you saw the bottom of the barrel and thought, no, no, we're just gonna break through that and just get heaven <laughs> in there. Um, oh, how did they get away with it? Well, they didn't get away with it very long. Um, anyway, so I've got a feeling that if we keep chatting, I could be here for hours, and we, we'll speak about nothing that people will particularly want to listen to, but I'll be enthralled, and and we'll speak for hours. But um, <laughs> we'll just we'll kind of try and wrap up then. So, the last question I, I ask people now. Uh, I'm trying to. If I, when I remember, is you're in the main event of Wrestlemania, you get to pick your opponent, who is it?
1: Does it have to be somebody that's in WWE now, or just anybody?
0: Um, I think I've kind of went, if it's possible, so as in, if they're
1: alive. Kind of- oh, oh so. sweet. Uh, 100% me versus Charlie Weiss, bookending my career, I start my match against Charlie, I have the main event of Wrestlemania against him. There you go.
0: Easy, that's... 10%. There you go. Um,
1: so yeah, that's just
0: I've, I've had an absolute blast speaking to this this evening. But before we go, where can people find you on social media? Where can people find more, more about yourself and about Casino Brutal?
1: Oh man, it's it's all pretty easy. Um, pretty much all the social media, just nobody um has a name even approaching Rabu Romero. So it's literally just on everything, just the one word Rabo Romero. Um yeah, just Rabu Romero all, all one word on Twitter. Uh Facebook, Instagram. Uh, it's mainly Instagram I've been using these days. I've been, man, I'm not, I'm terrible at keeping up with social media. Like my girlfriend's amazing at it. She's got like however many followers and stuff. Like, um, so I've been trying to post more content, etc. But yeah, just Rabu Romero for for anything. And I don't know if we'll we'll probably create a, a casino brutal page going forward or something. But just now, um, I think Mikey's is literally just Mikey Divine as well. So. Um, you know you'll get the details on either of those pages essentially
0: excellent well perfect well thank you very much for joining me today
1: thanks very much man it's been a blast thanks for having me on